Welcome to Grace Notes. When you think of the word home, what comes to mind? Hopefully yours is a place where you build memories and share experiences and get comfort, find solitude, feel safe and fellowship. A place where you can eat, sleep, relax, laugh, cry, and just let your hair down. It's an important place to us, a stable foundation, part of who we are. There's no place like home, right? It's been said that home is where the heart is. The Bible says that as a believer, this world is not our home. We are figuratively seated in heavenly realms and one day will physically dwell there. In John 14:1 through 3, Jesus said, Don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If it weren't so, I would have told you. And I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to be with me, that where I am, there you may be also. The heart is the seat of our emotions or feelings. It's no wonder that Jesus spent so much time talking about our heart. Like in Matthew 6:21, when he said, Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And in Mark 12, 30, in answer to what the most important commandment was, he replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. In this new series entitled My Heart, Christ's Home, Barbara Sandbeck will tie the connection between the heart and the home together through the use of a writing by Robert Boyd Munger. One of the booklets that has impressed me over the years, written by Robert Boyd Munger in 1936, is called My Heart, Christ's Home. He perfectly portrays the idea that once we're in God's family by believing in Jesus for salvation, we should work at cultivating our heart to be a place where both the Holy Spirit and we are comfortable to abide in fellowship. In this series, I will read from this writing and share a few thoughts on each section. Let's begin. Mr. Boyd writes, In his letter to the Ephesians, Paul wrote these words, That God may grant you to be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Ephesians 3, 16-17 Or, as another has translated, that Christ may settle down and be at home in your hearts by faith. Without question, one of the most remarkable Christian doctrines is that Jesus Christ himself, through the Holy Spirit, will actually enter a heart, settle down, and be at home there. Christ will live in any human heart that welcomes him. He said to his disciples, If a man loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. That's John fourteen twenty three. But he was also telling them that he was soon to leave them, John thirteen thirty three. It was difficult for them to understand what he was saying. How was it possible for him to both leave them and make his home with them at the same time? It is interesting that Jesus uses a similar concept here of home that he uses earlier in John 14. I go to prepare a place for you, that where I am you may be also, verses 2 through 3. He was promising that just as he was going to heaven to prepare a place for them and would one day welcome them there, so it would be possible for them to prepare a place for him in their hearts now. He would come and make his home with them right here. This was beyond their comprehension. How could it be? Then came Pentecost. The spirit of the living Christ was given to the church, and they experienced what he had foretold 
Now they understood. God did not dwell in Herod's temple in Jerusalem, nor in any temple made with hands. Now, through the miracle of the outpoured spirit, God would dwell in human hearts. The body of the believer had become the temple of the living God, and the human heart the home of Jesus Christ. Thirty minutes after Pentecost, the disciples knew more about Jesus than they had known in the three years previously. It is difficult for me to think of a higher privilege than to make for Christ a home in my heart, to welcome, to serve, to please, and to know Him there. I will never forget the evening I invited Him into my heart. What an entrance He made! It was not a spectacular emotional thing, but very real, occurring at the very center of my soul. He came into the darkness of my heart and turned on the light. He built a fire in the cold hearth and banished the chill. He started music where there had been discord. He filled the emptiness with his own loving fellowship. I have never regretted opening the door to Christ, and I never will. This, of course, is the first step in making the heart Christ's home. After Christ entered my heart, in the joy of the newfound relationship, I said to him, Lord, I want this heart of mine to be yours. I want you to settle down here and be fully at home. I want you to use it as your own. Let me show you around and point out some of the features of the home so that you may be more comfortable. I want you to enjoy our time together. He was glad to come and seemed delighted to be given a place in my ordinary little heart. The first room we looked at together was the study, the library. Let us call it the study of the mind. Now, in my home, this room of the mind is a small room with thick walls. But it is an important room. In a sense, it is the control room of the house. He entered with me and looked around at the books in the bookcases, the magazines on the table, the pictures on the walls. As I followed his gaze, I became uncomfortable. Strangely enough, I had not felt badly about this room before, but now that he was there with me looking at these things, I was embarrassed. There were some books on the shelves his eyes were too pure to look at, on the table were a few magazines a Christian had no business reading. As for the pictures on the walls, the imaginations and thoughts of my mind, some of these were shameful. Red-faced, I turned to him and said, Master, I know this room really needs to be cleaned up and made over. Will you help me shape it up and change it to the way it ought to be? Certainly, he replied. I'm glad to help you. I've come to handle things like this. First of all, take all the material you are reading and viewing which are not true, good, pure, and helpful, and throw them out. Now, put on the empty shelves the books of the Bible. Fill the library with the scriptures and meditate on them day and night. As for the pictures on the walls, you will have difficulty controlling those images, but I have something that will help. He gave me a full-sized portrait of himself. Hang this centrally, he said, on the wall of the mind. I did, and I have discovered through the years that when my thoughts are centered on Christ, 
the awareness of his presence, purity, and power causes wrong and impure thoughts to back away. So he has helped me to bring my thoughts under his control, but the struggle remains. If you have difficulty with this little room of the mind, let me encourage you to bring Christ there. Pack it full with the word of God. Study it, meditate on it, and keep clearly before you the presence of the Lord Jesus. When I get in his presence, when I get in his presence, every doubt I face in a moment goes away. i mm-hmm.
Alistair Boyd also wrote, Jesus has said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. Revelation 3.20 If you want to know the reality of God and the personal presence of Jesus Christ at the innermost part of your being, simply open wide that door and ask him to come in and be your Savior and Lord. And to his words I add, When Jesus enters your heart, he will make a change, one that will allow you to now become all he created you to be. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Why not do this today? Let's conclude now with a prayer you can say before God to receive his gift of salvation. God in heaven, I have sinned against you. I believe Jesus died for my sin, rose again, and wants to save me. I ask him to forgive my sin, come into my life, and be my Savior and Lord. Barbara and the rest of the Grace Notes team would like to thank you so much for listening today. We would love to hear from you. You can contact us through our website at www.gracenotesradio.com. And just a side note, the My Heart Christ's Home booklet, that can be purchased online. Join us for our next program. Until then, let your grace notes be a song of praise. Praise.